Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 128 of Process to Profitability. In today's episode, I'm talking with Kelly Esquilin about using a CRM to evaluate your client experience. We start by diving into the basics, covering what a CRM is and why every business owner needs one. Kelly shares the features we should look for when choosing a CRM and the ones she regularly recommends. We also discuss how using a CRM will allow you to elevate your client's experience working with you, how we can use guides in our process, and the importance of keeping clients up to date on our progress. Kelly also shares about offboarding clients and some tips for delighting clients while using a CRM. As a graphic designer for 10 years, Kelly knows what it's like to feel overwhelmed and frustrated by all the administrative work and processes involved in dealing with a client. This took her away from what she loved doing, designing and wowing her clients with stellar service. So Kelly traveled down the long road of spending lots of money on classes, on designing amazing websites, communicating with clients, and how to streamline a process. Once her systems were in place, she kept getting comments from fellow designers and other business owners on how pristine and organized her process was, and that's how Kay and Co. Studio was born. Their signature done-for-you VIP workdays will result in newfound confidence as their clients take the reins in their business in as little as six hours. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for joining me today. No problem. It's great to be here. So I read your bio at the top of the show, but can you give people a little bit more information about who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in your business? Sure. So my name is Kelly, and I am the CEO and founder. I really hate saying that, but I'm the founder (laughs) of Canco Studio. Um, We are an online business management studio that helps people set up their Dubsado and HoneyBook systems in a one-day VIP day. Um, It's really just to elevate their client experience and to make sure that not only are they providing a great service, but they're also providing a great experience to their clients. All right. So I would love to know how you got started in VIP days. We had Jordan Gill on the podcast earlier, so and we talked about those. So I'd love to know how you kind of got into doing that. I joined Jordan's program. So like I was already into like, okay, this could be a VIP day. I was trying to figure out like it doesn't need to be multiple weeks long. Does it really need to be two weeks long? Because as a designer before, I used to be a designer for years. And it was just like the back and forth is what killed me. Mm -hmm. It was just so much of give the client information, wait a couple days and get the information back. I was like, I can't do that anymore. I mean, (laughs) to be able to finish everything in one day and say, give me your one round of feedback and then we're done. Um, so I knew what I wanted, but I didn't have the framework together. And I was just like, how is this really going to work? And then I went to, I think the second done in a day conference and I was like, oh, okay, signing up now, <laughs> right now. All right. So they, I, I know we're going to be talking about that on the show and I'm sure people will see the conference come out on Instagram. So people can look forward to that too. All right. So today we're talking about using client management system to elevate your client experience, which is what you help people do. Mm -hmm. But let's start with the basics. What is a CRM and why would a business owner need one? 
So a CRM is a customer relationship management system. It's a super long title. Um, and it also goes by um, a CMS, which is client management system. And what it basically does is help people, help smaller businesses manage their clients and manage their business all in one place. So, and it can help them grow and scale their businesses without the burnout, because now you don't have to keep documents in a project management system and in Google Drive and invoices aren't just in ClickUp and contracts aren't just in another thing. It's all in one spot. And with the workflows and automation, I know we'll get there. It's just, and once everything's set up, you're like, oh, okay, this is doable. Like, <laughs> have, I'm not as stressed as I was anymore. So. Yeah. All right. So when somebody is choosing a CRM, there are a ton of them out there. What are the most important features we should be looking at first? Um, so first of all, you want to make sure it does the basic things. Sends a contract, sends a proposal, and people can pay you. So it does invoicing. Um, those are the main things. And mostly all the CRMs do do that. But you just have to make sure it does it to your specifications, which brings me to the next topic, which is customization and branding. So that's another feature. You have to figure out what level of customization do you want for your proposal, contract, and invoice, forms, questionnaires, everything. Um, you can be all the way to CSS like Dubsado has, or you can have headers and footers and be like, okay, that's enough, like, like HoneyBook. The, some other things you want to make sure that the interface is really easy for you to use. Like, do you want something that's pretty to look at? And so you feel good in it. Do you want something that's easy to navigate? So like if you're not that big of a tech person, you're like, this needs to be as simple as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then other items I think I find great are you want to make sure that people have a client portal because you're using one system. You really want your clients to be able to use this one system as well. Can they email you back? Can they look at all the items that you've sent them? Is there a place for them to go? where all of your information for this project, it's house for them. And then small things like tracking your time, time trackers. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Those are the main things that I would say look at. Okay. Those make sense. I know when I found my CRM, I was like creating my contracts in one thing and sending them. I was, you know, starting out in business, doing it all for free. For trying free. To... For free. That's the killer. For yep. Free. And then switched over to CRM. So it does all of that for me, which is really nice and very helpful. And it's nice for clients to have everything in one place too. Yes, yes. Okay, so what CRM systems do you recommend for creative business owners? Are there some that you prefer or think that work well for most people? There's a lot out there. Like I've had people go with Dubsado, HoneyBook, for the Tave, I've heard, or Tave, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, and then 17 hats. But I think if you're a creative business owner, if you are a designer, a photographer, even a coach or anything else, I, I think HoneyBook and Dubsado really get you covered with no matter which one you choose. Okay. Can you give us a little bit of kind of a what's included in each of those, Dubsado and HoneyBook, maybe what the differences are? So, okay, so like I said, for the features, they all kind of cover the proposal, contract, and invoice. But when it comes to customization, there's a little bit different. So Dubsado has a proposal that you can fully develop. Like you can add CSS into it. You can add images into it, slices of images, and really make it like a designed web page, basically, with, with actually like JavaScript in motion in there. Um, but HoneyBook has this amazing brochure feature, which is 
ridiculously great. It's like, a, <laughs> it is a brochure online that you can click through. And um, it's kind of like a parallax page, like one page website that you can mm-hmm. scroll up and down. And it's got like anchors and they're coming out with something else that's amazing. That's really all I can say on it. Call me back. <laughs> <laughs> Call me back later to get that. And so those are the main differences to customization. The other big thing for me is automation because I like to hit go on a workflow and not have to check it again. So Dosado kind of wins that one just because they have so many actions, so many triggers that you're like, oh, okay. Like if you don't fill out a form, I can do something. If you do fill out a form, I can do something. If you schedule a meeting, I can do something. After the meeting ends, that's for me. Um, And like HoneyBooks just isn't there yet. But because of that, the next step is ease of use. So that's also a difference as well. Like Dubsado, you can get really specific, Mm -hmm. but it's also just a learning curve. They came out with the Dubsado one-on-one course because you need the Dubsado (laughs) one-on-one course. (laughs) HoneyBook, you don't. You can just open it up and start using it and like start rocking and rolling. And the last difference that I would say would help people make a decision is their client portal. Both client portals are beautiful. Both client portals have emails in there. All of the files that you might send, like contracts, invoices, proposals, all of that. But the one thing that makes a difference for me is HoneyBook, you can email, people can email you back, which is kind of great. It's like they don't have to go to their Gmail and email you back. They go directly into HoneyBook to email you back. And anything that they send you or you send them as an attachment, it's added in the client library where I'm like, oh, okay, HoneyBook. That is nice. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like it's just play around with them and see what's going to work for you and what makes the most sense. I like to think it's look at your process and let, and just think about which doesn't matter more. Do you want your hands on it a little bit more or do you want it to be more automated? That's what makes, helps me and helps my clients make the decision. Yeah, that makes sense. I know a lot of people prefer one over the other and it seems mm-hmm. like it comes down to that automation and how much they have to like customize those workflows. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to be able to set it up really quickly and other people want to do all, all the, the steps, tiny all steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is your website actually working for you? There's only one way to really know if your website is supporting your business, the conversions you're seeing. That's why I've created a guide with five updates that you can make right now to get a higher converting website. Everything else, the number of visitors, your follows on social media, your Google ranking is just vanity if it's not doing something bigger. The power of a well-designed strategic website is in moving people from checking you out to getting engaged. In this free guide, I'll give you five simple things you can update on your website to start getting more engagement and turning visitors into clients. You can download it now at lemonandtheseed.com slash five updates. That's lemonandtheseed.com slash the number five and the word updates. All right. So let's start talking about using a CRM to elevate our client experience. How can we use a program or a system like this to make sure our clients are getting the best experience possible with us? So the main reason why you even use a CRM is to give your clients a sense of you're talking to them from one main platform. Um, And that's the main thing is that you don't want to email your clients from five different places. You don't want to email them an invoice through QuickBooks. You don't want to email them through HelloSign. And they have to be like, oh, is this you? Because are you using the same email in each and every one? Are you using the same language in each and every one? And it can get really, because it's not actually coming from 
info at K and Co. It's coming from hello sign. It's coming from whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's one big thing to be talking to your clients through one platform. And when they respond to you, they're respond to, responding to you to one platform. Um, so that's a major thing, just the communication. So nothing gets lost. Um, and secondly, it's the ease of use. So you want something that's really easy for your clients to use. You want something that's really easy for them to walk through. And that's why you kind of set up those workflows. It's kind of like, what what communication can we give our clients to help them get from step A to step B? Um, I know it's our process and we know all about it and we think that they should be able to get there, but it's like, no, we need to build a bridge to the next step and to the next step and to the next step. Um, and that's why you kind of add all of those just um, communication only emails into your workflow. That's why you add all the questionnaires into your workflow. It's like, hey, I need this. But instead of just sending you a link, I'm going to explain to you what this actual questionnaire is going to be about and why I need it and what the purpose is, Um, which is a lot of work in the beginning. But once you set that up, you never have to write that email again. You never have to create that form again. You can update it, but it's already written. Um, And that just helps clients be like, oh, okay. Like I didn't have any questions. Like when you hear about a good work experience or client experience later, they're like, oh, she was so easy to work with. She told me all the steps. She led me through it. She, the communication was great. Like she answered all my questions before I even asked them. That's what a good client experience means. Um, and then lastly, just for aesthetics, is it is it branded towards you? I work with a lot of designers and it's like, you're helping this person create a brand. You're helping them create a look. How are you conveying your own brand and your own branding message to them? Like, Are they seeing your icons a certain way? I have one client who was Hawaiian and her company was all about Hawaii. And she used to sign off for each email like aloha and mahalo. And it's like, are we continuing that throughout the whole Mm -hmm. client experience, throughout the whole client journey? And that's what also elevates the client experience. Awesome. Have you found that there are any maybe types of clients that need a little extra help getting used to a system like this that we might run into? So for the business owners getting used to the system or the clients themselves? For clients getting used to it. Like we've got it all set up, but sometimes clients are not very tech savvy. Like, do you feel like this makes that easier or what roadblocks might there be? Normally the roadblocks come in or where the clients get a little confused is when you add in the project management system. I normally see the disconnect happen when people are like, okay, I'm using Trello, Asana, ClickUp. It even happened with my own clients with me using ClickUp. They were like, it's too many steps. There's too many tasks. I only (laughs) want to talk to you in one channel, which made me like switch over to Slack. I want to make this as easy as possible for you. Like, yes, I need that level of organization, but like as my client, you don't care about my Mm -hmm. needs of organization. (laughs) I should have that on my own back end. So I think I like the clients use, I like business owners using the project management systems, but when it comes into explaining how to use that to your clients, you've got to make sure you've got the tutorial there. You've got to make sure that in all of your emails, you're telling them where this information also is in the project management system. It's kind of like a great client experience. Your clients never know what's actually happening to them happening okay. until the end. Like an amazing client experience. There are no questions. There are no, mm, I don't know where to find that. Like that never happens. Um, I don't know how to get there. How do I access that? That never happens either. They only really realize they had a good client experience after they speak to someone else who didn't have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, 
that didn't happen to me. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she was good. And you're like, oh, that's why she charges so much. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I would say that you have to overly communicate. Just if you think you're almost giving too much information, that's okay. Let you get feedback from clients of them telling you, I didn't need to know all of this. I would say over communicate as much as possible. I think that makes sense because somebody who knows it and maybe has used those programs Mm -hmm. before can just ignore it. But if somebody has never used it, they have a hard time. I've had clients really struggle with Asana. And so I've had to add all kinds of stuff in there, but. And I think tutorials are the best thing, like telling, creating a loom video, even if it is five minutes long, of just saying, this is how you're going to use this as my client, as working with me, let me show you all of the different ways we will be using this in your client journey is a great way to start. Because then it's at least, once you get this, I've taken you from zero I need you from zero to 10, but at least I can take you to like seven. Yeah. (laughs) We can get there. All right. Perfect. So let's talk about guides. I know part of the stuff that you can do with CRMs is include files and Mm -hmm. you talked about that. So how do you use guides with this and how do they help us improve our client experience? So I like to believe there are three guides to like every business owner needs. Um, And that first one is an if or or. So the first one is a service guide. In the service guide, you can qualify your leads, you can answer some FAQs, and then you can just make sure that before you even get on the call, your client, your new client or your potential client knows about you and then knows enough to come to the call with some questions of their own, maybe. And then for the welcome guide, I think the welcome guide is what you need in life. Like, I don't think no matter what, no matter who you are, you need a welcome guide. Uh, Because once they are a client, it's like, okay, let me tell you my payment policy. Like, I'm sure you read it in my contract. But like, um, you probably didn't read it. <laughs> you nope. probably didn't read it. <laughs> so it's like, let's give you this welcome guide. My payment policy, my communication policy, my office hours. It's like, let's tell you my boundaries now so you don't break them. Let's tell you how many revisions you get and like how what extra revisions cost now. I would say also include that into your service guide as well. So like if they know they're going to need multiple revisions and you only give one, It's like, okay, y'all shouldn't be working together because that's going to be a red flag. And then I think you finish it up with a goodbye guide. So sending all the final files to like sharing important links, adding in resources, adding in tutorials, um, a gift. If you have one, you can link it and like all sum it up in a goodbye guide. And it's all branded and it all looks like it came from one place. And you can attach it in your CRM emails or you can link it in your CRM emails And I think it really helps with the client experience because it's so much communication. Yeah. And I think at least for a welcome guide, it makes a lot of sense to have that in your CRM file so they can reference it anytime they need. They don't have to find it in their email. They don't have to find it on your website. Like it's right there with everything else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how does a CRM help us keep our clients updated on our progress? I know as a designer, I hear from a lot of people, you know, I hired somebody and they just disappeared for two months and I have no idea where my money went. So how do we use this system to keep them up to date so that they know what we're doing, when we're doing it, and that we're still working? I think it's the communication. So A, I would say add a timeline in your welcome guide. I would say add how many weeks or add like a preliminary timeline or the phases that will happen in your process, in your proposal, in your brochure. So they know from the very beginning, 
okay, weeks one and two are this, weeks two and three are this. And even if you're not giving them information, send them an email anyway. So even if the first three weeks are you developing a strategy, you creating a workflow in your room, in your, you know, in your office, email them day one of week one and say, for the next three weeks, I'll be doing this. And then a week and a half later, be like, hey, just finished creating this mood board. I'll be able to send it to you or, you know, talk to you about it during our strategy call in the next week or so. Just give them the communication. And the cool thing is, is once you write down your process, you'll know where you at where you'll be in the timeline and you'll be able to kind of say like, okay, I can send this email in a week. I can send this email in a week and a half. I always say overestimate and give yourself even more time. And if you just finish early, you finish early, but um, having these emails like that already written out and sending to them on a trigger, it's like, okay, now I know you're about to get started. Now I know we're about to do this. Even if you don't have a call with them, just sending them an email on like what your next steps are. Makes them be like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And it gives them the opportunity to ask a question if they have a question or give you an update if there's an update. That makes sense. And I think that's where a CRM might be helpful because you can either schedule them all out to be automated and go out, or you can at least have them Mm pre-written to send when you want. Awesome. Okay. So you talked about like a goodbye guide. Can you walk us through what an offboarding a client might look like? in a CRM, kind of how we would set that up a little bit. Sure. So I would say make that a completely different workflow. Some people think one workflow is all the way from people filling out the contact form to you saying goodbye. That's a process, but a workflow for lead management would maybe be like contact form to right before you send the proposal. And then onboarding would be proposal until you start the project. So like not until the project ends, but until you start getting into the thick of sending them information and you getting feedback back and forth. Um, If you're a photographer, that goes all the way until like the actual shoot. I think you're onboarding until the shoot day. And then offboarding is like right after the project ends. If you're going to deliver the final files the day after the photo shoot, it is, okay, now it's time to offboard. And that's a whole different workflow that you can activate. Maybe ask them for training if you're doing a website. I would definitely have the training session first. And then after that training session and you show them how to use their new website, you can then deliver it to them. And if you've already had the training session, you can include the recording in the goodbye packet, which I think is cool. People always separate that. And I'm like, no, link the training in the goodbye packet so that they can easily come to it and link and come back to it. Um, and then with when you send the goodbye packet, you can also send the feedback form. Um, but I'm getting to the point now where I like to give my clients a couple weeks until I get the feedback. It's a slow burn and you don't get like the instant gratification of like, tell me how this was. But if you wait at least a couple weeks later, you can get like real results. So mm-hmm. like, did, did things change? Did you get a different outlook? Are there, is there more engagement? Did you get more leads with the new messaging and the new like website I gave you? With me, when I deliver workflows, it's like, Yes, I just delivered to you yesterday. So you haven't used it yet. So you can't tell me how this changed your business yet. But in a couple of weeks, you probably used it once or twice. And you're like, oh, this is so much easier now. So I'll (laughs) take that feedback. Um, So that's how I would structure an offboarding workflow to go. All right. I love that you mentioned that there are kind of those three different workflows and your process in the middle of there. But I think that makes it a lot easier than thinking I have to make one workflow that goes the whole way through. Mm -hmm. And you can have different ones. So 
when working with designers, they may have, they might do branding or they might do branding and website. So instead of you thinking one onboarding has to work with both, build your onboarding for just branding only. And then once you get that down pack, add what you need with, for website in it. So now you can have one onboarding workflow for branding and then one onboarding workflow for branding and website. If you have VIP days, which are separate than those two things, you have another onboarding workflow for VIP days. So allow yourself to have more than one workflow. Some people think like, oh, I've got five workflows. This is too many. It's like, that's actually not that many. You've got a lead, you've got offboarding, and then you may have three services that all have a different onboarding. And the onboarding might only be maybe two differences, two different steps in each. But would you rather those automatically happen or would you rather have to like remember that this client needs these different emails and you have to make that edit each and every time? Like just save yourself the stress and just copy it, make those two changes and rename it the new workflow. All right. That makes a lot of sense. So I know one thing I've heard people when they get into all this automation, they get nervous that they're going to kind of lose the personal touch because they're not writing every email. So do you have any tips for delighting your clients in that client experience while you're still doing all the automation? I would say, so that's a falsehood. Like you've got to let that go in your head because (laughs) your clients aren't going to know that you aren't actually writing this. They're not like, this might be your third welcome email you sent today, but it's the first welcome email from you that your client has gotten. So like, it may seem a little bit like robotic to you, but it's not robotic to them. They don't know that you aren't sending this. They really don't because it's saying their name. You're maybe you're saying, you know, a little email signature, can't wait to talk to you. Um, And then your messaging is leading them through. And I think what you can also do is make it, make your emails a little bit more personable. So you, if you mostly work with women, instead of just saying, Hey, Jane, you can say, Hey girl, Hey, you can make it a little bit more, you know, conversational. Um, you can add emojis, you can add GIFs, like make it feel like this is you, like you found the perfect GIF for them. And I'm using air quotes, but it's like, it's the perfect GIF for them, but it's actually the perfect GIF for every client. <laughs> so, <laughs> But they don't know you didn't pick this GIF just for them. So, or if you're like, oh no, I work with two different types of clients, but I only deliver one service, create two different workflows for your two different types of clients. If you work with moms and single women or like if there's if there's a major difference like that, then create two different ones with two different types of gifs and two different types of hellos and language. But that's really a falsehood that people have to let go of. It's like, oh, my clients are gonna know you're not sending this. Your clients, and I hate to see this, they don't care. <laughs> you're not the one sitting down typing this email out. All they care about is that they're getting the information because they're gonna respond to you like you wrote it and you're gonna write the actual response. So calm down, calm down. Yeah. I think a lot of that probably comes from when you used to put on your out of office reply and it was Mm -hmm. the same for everybody. Like it sounded like a robot wrote it, but now we can write our own emails and just use it more multiple times. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So do you have any more tips about using CRMs and client experience before we get into the wrap up section? So I would say before you jump in, like, don't think you have to, so most, most people sit down in the workflow section and just say, okay, what's the first step of the workflow? And then they build it like that. I think you have to start before that. Write down your entire process, figure out how many emails you need, forms you need, schedulers you need, 
and create those smaller groups of items first. Like write all the emails first, then design all the forms and make all the meeting schedulers. And it kind of makes it easier to do because you're like, okay, these are smaller chunks. I've got it. And then once you start actually making the workflows, it'll take you 10 minutes because all of the assets you need are already done. And I think that's the way, because people normally jump straight in the workflows and they're like, oh my God, I've got to do all this stuff. You really don't. Like it is a lot of stuff to do, but if you break it up into these smaller chunks, it is way easier for you to manage and it's way easier for you to get through and then you can do it. That's great advice. All right. So we wrap up every episode with the question, if you could recommend one thing to a friend, it can be business related or not, what would that be? I would, I know the common answer is me saying, I recommend a CRM system. I recommend ClickUp. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend ClickUp. Get it for your business. It's the, like it's, it handles so many things right now. I'm managing my team in it. I'm managing client projects in it. I'm managing my social media content, my everything else. It's perfect for you as a business owner. So you as a business owner can tackle so many things in one system. And I think ClickUp is the best thing you could get just, just for, for you to just manage all of the stuff that's in your brain. ClickUp is the best thing you could get. A CRM is second. <laughs> I think you need that to manage your clients. But I, I would say my recommendation is like get, get ClickUp so you can just get all the stuff that's swirling around in your head down on paper and organized into the boxes it needs to be in. All right. So where can people find you online and connect with you? So you can find me on my Instagram at K and Co Studio. Um, or online or my website, which is knco.studio.com. And just DM me. I always respond and I always give people, if you need have a question about a CRM system, I, I always respond with information with like a voice note and just give you the tip that you need. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know this is going to be really helpful for people, whether they have started a CRM and they're really overwhelmed or they are ready to get to this part in their business. No problem. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.